0: I'm gonna let my dog out and <laughs> move Literally just shut off for like five seconds and came right back on. I guess the bright side is brightish isn't sending out dick pics to. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of them knows what the word banter means. The other one's long for the ride. The other one's saving doggy lives out in California still. We miss you, Kirk. Hurry back. James, say hi. Hey. So we are here with the coldest hot stove of my existence, I guess. The Rockies are doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing right now in the offseason. Usually my favorite time of the year. And Like last night on Twitter, I was scrolling, seeing all these players being signed, for Motu to the Phillies, um, a few other signings last night. I'm just sitting here like, what are we doing? And it's infuriating, and I don't know what to do as a fan. Completely lost.
1: Yeah, I think um, Heyman tweeted out and summed it up pretty nicely that um, – He was referencing Trevor's story specifically that the Rockies need to trade him or uh, figure out a long-term plan. And they're not on track to do either one of those things, which just kind of shows you their generic game plan for all of their players and how they approach free agency and all of those things. So frustrating is an understatement.
0: And you you see that report, which again, tell me what, just tell me what I need to do as a fan. What do I expect as a fan? I'm almost envious of the Cleveland Indian fans. Because their people are just saying straight up, hey, we are selling everybody. We're not going to re-sign Lindor. We will trade him. We will get the best we can for him. And they went out and did that. They're now shopping Jose Ramirez. They're in a full rebuild, and everybody knows it. But at least as a fan, you know what, where you stand, right? You know which prospects to look for. You know what to get excited about. But here we are. still have Arenado. Still have Story. Still have Blackman. Not making any major league signings. So are we going for it, or are we just going to sit back and hope for the best and try to get third
2: again in the division?
1: Well, the prevailing assumption in the Rockies front office, which starts with ownership, is that they're just going to take for granted the fact that fans are going to show up no matter what. Um, Fans have always showed up no matter what the product is on the field, so they're going to get theirs. And it's unfortunate, because I don't know what it's going to take for this to change. If the people at the top aren't changing themselves. So, uh, this might be our reality for quite a long time.
0: Are you saying there's a new Coors effect argument? That Coors field is too great of a ballpark, arguably the best ballpark in major major leagues, and that is hindering the Rockies from making moves?
1: That's, I think that's what I'm implying. I mean, look at teams like the Miami Marlins. They've won, did they win two World Series or one? I believe they've won two. And they don't have any fans that show up. Nobody could care about the product that they're putting out there because nobody shows up. Um, but the Rockies have the reverse situation constantly losing, but yet attendance has always been pretty great. It-
0: it sucks. And we are, we're in the bottom third of money being spent right now on the major league roster, which I understand COVID might, you know, adjust some numbers and stuff, but it just everybody in the league. So why are other teams still being able to spend and do their thing where the Rockies just literally aren't? Like we aren't doing anything. Are they saving money? Are they going to save money to sign story to that extension? Are they going to do whatever they can to keep Nato? What it, or are they just being cheap asses and making me mad? I don't want to be told what to think.
1: I think they're working on probably trying to bring Matt Holiday and Jason Giami back on minor league deals, maybe.
0: I mean, it has uh, been a few years since we've seen them.
1: Yeah. So It'd maybe I'm right trying right. to do that. Um, the most exciting thing that has happened to them is that they signed um, three Cuban international players who are all really young and, trajectory to be studs two of them are shortstops, which is concerning because that tells you that they're um, putting in constituency plans for a replacement for Trevor Story which they should be doing anyway whether they keep him or not because you never know what's going to happen but so they signed two shortstops and then um, a pitcher that projects as a closer so hopefully two or three all, all of those pan out so we'll see what happens but you know how tough major league baseball is and making it to the bigs we'll see what happens
0: yeah, and the 16-year-old piece of that is, I think, key. Like, we're not going to see him for four or five years in the majors.
2: Oh, right. At
0: least we're going to watch
2: coming yeah, up. They put,
1: they put half a million dollars into one of them, so it tells you that they think they're really promising. So, again, we'll see what happens, but, yeah, it's going to be five, six years before we know. And then the other thing is is that um, apparently the only thing that the Rockies have been uh, on in the, the rumor mill, if you will um, – Four is that apparently they're looking for center field help which really just translates to them trying to resign pilar which uh pilar's got a lot of heart he's above average player he's really good defensively but i mean is pilar gonna put you over the top
0: i don't think so Didn't last year and like the numbers showed he wasn't too much better than sammy sammy Hilliard. so i don't know what does he actually do for us i mean he definitely doesn't take us over the top like you yeah. said, I like Pilar, but if you're gonna make moves, I guess make moves either one direction or, or the next. Make it a freaking game changer move. Like we have a stud all-star center fielder that's gonna produce offensively and defensively, or say, nah, we're good. We're gonna roll with our with our kiddos, with our guys, and go with it. Um, I Kevin Pilar doesn't move the needle either way. No offense to him, it's just it doesn't do it. it. Doesn't change the trajectory of this of the team at all. Right. Or George Springer would have been great. Dude man got six years, 150 million dollars. <laughs> Wouldn't it be yeah. so nice to have that kind of money to spend on players? Yeah, him or Michael Brantley for sure. Yeah. Brantley. It's crazy that he's still inside. Or no, where no, he signed somewhere. Where Brantley
1: signed. Um I th- I thought it was rumored that he signed with Toronto.
0: But... Oh yeah, that was the trippy part. They didn't, they couldn't. He was signed by the Toronto and the Astros in like the same day. <laughs> like there's so much uh, miscommunication going on right now. But he ended up agreeing with Houston actually two years.
1: Yeah, it was reported that he was with Toronto and then, and then it turned out that's not the not the case. But. I mean, he's still out there on the market. Could have could have at least maybe put in an offer. I don't know. Maybe they did. We just don't know
0: it. But I mean, he got $16 million a year. There's no way the Rockies are spending that much. Right. Um, I mean, they did sign all their arbitration-eligible players. Um, we got all of our studs for like $6,000 million or less, um, which is great. I mean, if we're going to ball on a budget, we're balling on a budget, saving it for this one year. Again, hopefully avoid arbitration again next year with these guys like Kyle Freeland, John Gray, um, Tapia, a few others in there. McMahon was signed. All, again, kind of pennies on the dollar type talent uh, arbitration stuff. So they are they are sticking to their guns. They are sticking to their players. Like, we are rolling with these guys, these young guys, just you're David Dahl or Tony Walters or whatever. But. <laughs> we are i think i just want them to tell us we're rebuilding just tell me again what to think and tell me what we're doing yeah give me an identity
2: just,
1: instead of being unhappy
0: right i the direction that i can go so i know if i want to actually click the accept button on the add to cart and buy stuff for my kids like they have birthdays coming up Cl- accept the fact that we aren't doing anything as Rockies. Like, what am I supposed to be doing as a fan? How am I supposed to grow the the fandom if we're not being told what to do? I need Monfart to get out get out here and tell us what we're doing. Yeah, I said,
1: yeah. I said it. Frustrating, <laughs> frustrating to say the least. So, anyway, besides Rockies news, what else are what else is out there? The whole- yesterday
0: was supposed to be a big day, Hall of Fame inductees and all that. Twenty twenty one Hall of Fame voting was. Um completed and absolutely nobody got in. There was the highest percentage was 71% for Kurt Schilling, which shouldn't even be a question. I think his on-field performance should have get, got him in. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens at 62%. Scott Rowland was at 53 And then our boy, Todd Helton, who we're all watching. He's got seven more years to go to get in. So I think he's on the path to get there because he's gone up about 13% in the last few years. He ended up at forty-five percent, so hundred more votes. I think he's there. Uh, One hundred and fifty more votes, and he's there. But it's just weird, like the egos that have baseball writers have. Like, how do you not put in Curt Schill and Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens? Like, yeah, what are do we doing? It's only the second time
1: uh, that there's been no inductees for a Hall of Fame vote, I believe. The Curt Schilling story is fascinating because um, obviously he's pretty polarizing uh, public figure. So there was a big news report that came out that uh, baseball writers wanted to rescind their vote for him and change it to a no because of his supporting the, the Capitol riots. And so it was kind of blown up for a day or two about this big deal. And like, if they should be able allowed to do that, well, then it came out, there's only one writer that did that, that asked for his vote back. And the, Prevailing attitude is that um, a vote, a vote mailed is a vote cast. So I think that's fine. Um, there's a ton of problematic people that are in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> especially guys from the 40s and 50s. If you're picking up when I'm laying down,
2: yeah, no shit.
1: So, I mean, I don't like Curt Schilling personally, but as a baseball player, I would respect it if he made the Hall, which it seems like he's on a trajectory to do that.
0: And I mean, yeah, right. I mean, there was 14 ballots that were cast blank, which if you're a writer and you see that list of players, how do you not put one of them into the hall of fame? I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand that mentality is that you just getting in your own way. Like, Oh, I have this, all this power on this piece of paper to make these people legendary and I don't trust their politics. I don't trust that. I don't like the fact that they use steroids. Todd Helton played at Coors. He doesn't count. Uh, Gary Sheffield is polarizing in his own way. I can't vote for these people for whatever reason. 14 people said absolutely no to this whole entire class, which there's something wrong with that. There's something that needs to change with that. Like, how is that a thing? are we basing it on character and on-field performance or just on-field performance? And if, if it is just on-field performance, everyone is like, you should have voted for one of these people to get in. Right.
1: So I, I don't really know what's going on in baseball right now. The world's so crazy with, with COVID and free agency. Um, I don't know. It's just an interesting world right now, I guess.
0: And no D it's like baseball doesn't want to get any more fun either. Cause they're not bringing back the DH next year.
1: For the last couple of years. I mean, the hot stove hasn't been hot. Really? Uh, I think that's been a prevailing thing. I know free agents were frustrated because they were waiting so long into the off season to start signing players that, um, had some pretty negative implications for players. Uh, so I remember that being a thing and I think that's kind of the trend now too is like
2: nobody's pulling any moves really. Right, there's three, four teams actually doing all the signings and everybody else is just kind of sitting back and watching. There's so much money in baseball. I, it, it is a business. You always have to remind yourself that it is a business, but at the same time, you're an entertainment business and entertain me bitches. Like, make me happy do stuff yeah all across the board I don't know it's like you said it is crazy it's annoying there's so many things to be upset about and so little things to be happy about And just really as a baseball fanatic like it just sucks I
1: mean I think there's I think there's some some bright spots out there but as a Rockies fan right now it's pretty hard to find them
2: oh yeah I mean, we have so much to look forward to in the next few years with our prospects, but so much to lose with Nolan's story and all that. I don't know. Whatever.
0: It's a bunch of bullshit. We signed some, signed some international players. We signed all of our arbitration players. We might sign Pilar. And that's where we are as Rockies fans. That's where we are as a Rockies organization. And Brightish and Monfart need to figure it out real quick. And, again, tell me what to do. Tell me what to think. Give me something. I like think we're the one organization we haven't heard anything from our GM or our uh, owner.
1: I mean, at least pretend like you want to put a good product out, right?
0: <laughs> and make it, you make it exactly, or at least uh, I guess the bright side is Brightish isn't sending out dick pics to female reporters, so we do we do have the moral high ground right now in a in a sense.
1: Got a W there. so it It could always
0: be worse whatever um yeah that's it i guess if you like what you heard please subscribe resubscribe share review five star we'll even read your reviews if you leave us our first uh worded verbal typing review we'll put that out there in the universe too but share share the share the good news share the fun um appreciate you for listening See you guys soon. We are Blake Street Banter. One of us knows what banter means. The other one's Long for the Ride and the other one's out saving doggies. Go Rocks!